Welcome, everybody, to the Locked On Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined by Pete Zayas of the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> I get to be it's one of the take first some getting to used to. That. Yeah, that's the first time I've heard that out loud. <laughs> Dude, congratulations. I, so I, I'm going to give you, I'm just going to step aside and give you the platform to say whatever you want, you know, here in a second. But I remember uh, the first time I had you on the show and you know, Harrison told me, Hey dude, there's this guy whose videos are really effing good. He's taking off, um, on Twitter. We should really consider getting him on the show. And I was like, okay, well, who is it? It's like, he's this guy, Laker film room. I was like, does he have a name? No, it, <laughs> like, I was like, well, how do I introduce myself? He's like, well, I, I would imagine he's going to, but I, I remember first only knowing you by at LFR. Um, and now you are at Lakers, like <laughs> Lakers film room. Are you going to change your app? I no, I think it's a little too late for that. But, oh. uh, yeah, man, dress for the job you want, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, done my name until I made it happen. Shit, we're it's... we're both holding we're both holding drinks right now. We're both holding God. celebratory drinks. So, salute, sir! Uh, congratulations. Cheers, it, man. It, it could not possibly have happened to a better person. Thank you, man. I, I'm um, I'm so overwhelmed by the reaction and the genuine. Dr- that people have for things going well in my life i i um yeah it, it's hard it's overwhelming you know uh the the support just not just now but over the years and um it, it's gonna be we're kind of charting new territory with the the position too right like i'm gonna mm-hmm. still do a lot of the stuff that i that i do right like they brought me on to do lfr style videos and um just the i'm so excited to work with the people like this is something that from getting to know the lakers better over the last couple of years is we've talked a lot about like you know the lakers are a family and Mm -hmm. getting to know the people like that work for the team. They're some of my very favorite people that I've met while doing this. Uh, Joey Ramirez, Josh Williams, who does like, Oh, the footage is so gorgeous, dude. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm about to have, I'm about to talk to, to them about, you know, getting access to the archives, but the, the little that I have, like that they've sent me, it's just like, it's so clean. It looks so good. (laughs) Oh, and, um, but yeah, like they're, it's, they're these really kind, upbeat people. And this is always, you know, this is not just a, you know, Hey, I got the job. I got to talk nice about people. Like these have always been like my, yeah. some of my favorite people in doing this and Josh and, and Roe and Rodrigo Trudell, of course, um, you know, uh, Jay Diaz, um, uh, Drew Martinez, who used to be with Lakers Nation, just like really good, and they're so they're talented, and just I, I, I'm I'm so excited to see the possibilities. Like one of my professional goals is like my biggest goals has been to change the way that basketball is covered, mm-hmm. and uh, and refocus it on the basketball. And one of the things that's great about the sport and that I think 
that, that I've always gone for with LFR videos and, and the, the content that I've produced is the more you know about it, the more you're into it, right? So it, it's it's this cyclical thing where, you know, I always hope for the moment where you're watching a game and you go, oh, I saw that in an LFR video. And like, you yeah. understand it. And then the next time like you see it coming and there's, I mean, there's hundreds, probably thousands of little things like that, of which I like, I certainly don't know all of it, dude. I'm going to have, I mean, it's a little complicated with COVID and whatnot. Right. But uh, you know, I'm going to be in the same building as actual NBA coaches. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> whose brain I can pick and be like, Hey, you know, on this player, like this footwork, this, this pivot that AD uses, what, what do you guys call this? You know? And yeah. Uh, the, so what I'm excited about is the resources I'll have to work with both in terms of people and product that like, what are the possibilities? It seems like endless possibilities of the stuff that can be done and created uh because of that right like yeah. oh, like when i one idea that i pitched today was like uh actually inside the lakers film room right like let's yeah. interview the video coordinators and <laughs> talk you know like how do we how do players use game tape how do coaches do it what's the whole process like right um there's just there's countless possibilities of uh you know, getting, getting players to, they be, them be the teachers, right? Like JaVale McGee on shot blocking, Dwight mm-hmm. Howard on offensive rebounding. And they're the ones teaching and I'm the one like guiding. Alex the Caruso on, on parting the Red Sea. That's right. Exactly. You yeah. know, like how to do it. Yeah. Te- <laughs> exactly. Um, so I'm sorry. I'm rambling a little all over. No, the I just this like is, the this is the entire, this is the entire purpose of what I wanted to to do here is just, just give you the, the ability to, to like, if it were me, dude, I would be talking for 15 straight minutes, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I think <clears throat> the thing that really kind of came to mind, the more I thought about when, when you kind of brought this up and then, you know, finding out today that you actually got it. The thing that I got really excited about for you was how much you're going to be able to learn, right? Like we always, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we always talk about how, like, you know, we, we're, we're kind of de facto teachers here, right? Like we, we, we get together and we share what we know in, in however way that we can. And like you said, people will say like, Oh yeah, I, I, I saw that first on LFR or I read about that on sober screen or I, or I, mm-hmm. or I heard about it on locked on. Um, and then they, they, it becomes a habit or whatever. Um, but that, that process doesn't end there. Not for the the listener, not for the viewer, not for the reader, and and not for us. Like we are continuing learning. We have to keep learning so that we can keep sharing new stuff that we have we have learned. And I'm, you know, I can't lie. I'm pretty damn jealous about the fact that you like have such incredible access to things that you're going to be able to learn from uh, moving forward here. So again, just just great work over the years, man. Uh, when when uh, the athletic laid everybody off, you know, and, and it, and we heard that, you know, you were one of the the casualties of that, you know, there was the outcry and, and, uh, there was the, I mean, from my end of things, anger at, at what the hell are you guys doing? Um, and then, you know, it, one, the best way to kind of shut up the, the critics or, 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 show the people who do that kind of a thing, make that kind of decision is, is success. Right. So, so just keep doing your damn thing, man. Keep doing your damn thing. 
Uh, thank, thank you, man. That's, I mean, that's all, that's all I know how to do. And, and, you know, what you said about the, you know, the ability to learn, I, I, I was like a division four high school basketball coach, man. Like I have no mm-hmm. business being seen as, is this, this expert, right. Um, really says a lot about the other quote unquote experts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not trying to like knock no, no. anybody. Right. It just mm-hmm. like, I I started this because I was bored and I was like, Oh, what does this iMovie program do on my laptop? And I miss basketball. Um, and yeah, just the ability to, I, the, the thing about the Lakers is like, it, it gives you the ability to connect with someone and with, with people in general. It's, and it's, that's especially important in these times where every, with everything that's gone on in the world with the George Floyd uh, murder and protests and all of that, there are the Lakers can be some common ground between people who see the world very differently. And I, I take a lot of pride in, and one of the things I'm most excited about is having the platform to help do that. Right. Like between Mm -hmm. the, it's, just one thing to talk about between the, you know, if we're going to bring, bring it to politics between the liberal son and the conservative dad, mm-hmm. right? Like I, this is something that, you know, I, I've had this conversation with many people like, yeah, the Lakers are like the one thing I could talk to my dad about, <laughs> you know, and, and it's, it, they're, they've always been this connective tissue, not just for Los Angeles, but all over the world in bringing people from different backgrounds together and, the, being able to dive deeper into the sport and deeper into the Lakers and all of them, the machinations of how the Lakers work. Uh, I, I think that there's a tremendous opportunity to be able to bring people together in a way that like can at least start conversations between people that, that see the world differently. And um, I'm just, man, I like the possibilities just feel endless. I'm so excited. Yep, absolutely. Uh, for those wondering or whatever, it doesn't seem like this is really going to affect the show moving forward. If it does, we'll we'll, we'll let you guys know as as we learn more about that. But as of right now, the plan is just to keep doing our thing the way that we normally do, and I just have to refer to to Pete as Mister Zayas from from here on out. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a quick second, pay a couple bills, and when we come back, we have a ton to talk about from over the weekend. The Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. So you already kind of alluded to it, right? The debate that's going on right now, um, especially in NBA city, uh, circles, is should the should the NBA come back? And if it does, instead of you know kind of uniting people who agree on some very public issues right now, um, or would it serve as a distraction to to get people to not think about those issues? Um, I have I have been all over the board on this. Basically, I had some strong thoughts on it initially, but didn't want to share too many of them because I don't think that's our place. And then I just kind of sat back and I listened, you know, and I, I listened 
to players, to people around the league. And then most importantly, I, I listen to African-American people who are going through all of this right now, you know, and, and what do they think? What do they think is best? And, you know, I tried to take into account, you know, their thoughts and, and combine them with mine. And, and frankly, I, I still don't really know where I sit on the spectrum, but as that debate was going on publicly, and then today it, it was ESPN, uh, <laughs> their coverage of this was, was interesting to say the least, but, but, you know, from where you were sitting, how, how have you taken in the, the, the debate that's going on between people in, in Kyrie's faction of this, of this thing and LeBron's faction of this thing? So I think it's important to, I, I disagree with Kyrie and, and his perspective, but I do think it's important to acknowledge the validity of his perspective. And uh, in that the argument for the NBA not coming back is that it, that it serves as a distraction that will take attention away from bigger and more important issues that they're, this is obviously a moment in our country's history and it's happening worldwide. And if sports return, it's not a coincidence that this is happening while sports are gone. Mm -hmm. We don't have the other things that are a lot more enjoyable to think about, right? Like yeah. that are, Hey, this is, I got had a hard day at work. I'm going to go home and watch the game. I'm going to turn on the, the four thirty game and that'll get me to the seven thirty game. And I'm going to spend my night watching basketball in the absence of that. We're having conversations and, uh, addressing issues in ways that we have not at least in a very long time. And so if sports do come back, if the NBA does come back, do we go back to not caring anymore? And being more not, and it's not not caring, but it not being on the front of our mind, right? We've got our distractions, our things that we enjoy, and you know that's good enough for us. I think that's a valid concern to have. I think the counter to that is that I think there's a way for everybody to everyone's purposes to be served, in that they will have a platform. Everyone's going to be watching them, man. Like yeah. everyone's going to have their eyes on the NBA. I am watching every freaking game mm -hmm. that I can possibly watch. I miss it so much. This is going to be longer than any off season. This is going to be the longest stretch without NBA basketball, with the exception of maybe one lockout, I think. And so they're going to have everybody's attention. And in such, there's a lot of, there's a lot of room to use that as a platform to further the causes that they don't want to get lost in the shuffle with the return of the NBA. So I think like the NBA is a black league, man. It's, it's full. Like the NBA should be at the forefront of these social issues and let the players lead the way, man. If they got something to say about this, provide them the platform, provide them the opportunity to say it as loudly as they possibly can, because everyone's going to be watching. Um, I think that it's a way of, of you know, honoring the the players and their contribution, um, and the potential that they have for to create change. And so, I would like to see the NBA lean into what mm -hmm. they're doing uh, and what they want to do with uh, fighting for the causes that that they're looking to fight for, rather than 
it being a us versus them. I think it's something where everybody can come together. Yeah, I mean, the, the NBA <clears throat> has an actual rule against kneeling, right? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you aren't allowed to kneel or do anything other than stand for the national anthem um, as mm-hmm. it's played. And, you know, that's something that's always kind of rubbed me the wrong way because patriotism isn't the kind of thing that should be forced upon anybody. Right. Right. And that came from Mahmoud Abdul Rauf when he would uh, protest during then. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the topics while uh, the last dance was going on was how Craig Hodges was basically blackballed for, for his beliefs Mm -hmm. too. Right. And And that dude could shoot. Yeah. I I think he, at one point recently, he was the Lakers shooting coach. Um, Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, you kind of been in the league. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you kind of, you look at, you look at even the NBA's own history, right. Where the, the, the mistakes that even the NBA has made, and, and in my opinion, continue to makes continues to make. Uh, and is that something that, you know, forcing, is this something that the players are doing, right. Talking about not playing and, and not wanting to be a distraction. Is that a way to force the NBA's hand and really kind of rethink some of the people that they have wronged over the years. And then, you know, a very backwards rule. Is that something that, that can be done here? And, you know, when these games are going on, can you have, you know, during timeouts and stuff like that, can you have experts on these topics hop on every so often and give their thoughts on, on the progress that's being made, uh, you know, all over the country. And, and, and that's the thing that, that I think, you know, needs to be pointed out here is that over the course of these protests, especially over the last couple of weeks, it's kind of too bad because the media, as soon as the riots stopped, the media kind of stopped covering the, the protests. Um, mm-hmm. That's some bullshit. But, mm-hmm. you know, when, when, when uh, over these last couple of weeks, we've seen Minneapolis PD, uh, they voted uh to dismantle their police department and, and rethink the way that it's going to be built moving forward. Uh, you've seen all kinds of steps forward and, and, and still not nearly enough progress made, right? Brianna Taylor's uh, murderers are still walking free. You know, they, they have yet to be charged. And so, you know, I understand where uh, Kyrie and Dwight, and I believe Avery Bradley came down on that side of things too. I understand where they're coming from, um, but I also I also feel like they'd be making things harder for themselves by not playing. You're taking away, quite arguably, your your biggest tool, which is the platform that comes with playing sports at a time where nobody else is playing sports. Um, and go ahead. And I, I do want to say that, like, if they don't want to play, I, I yeah totally support that. Right? right? Like, that's not that's not our decision to make like, yeah. Oh, you should be playing because it's a platform, right. right? Like we can make the argument for the, why it's a practical thing to do relative to their concerns. But if they're like, this is the furthest thing from being on my mind right now, I don't yeah. think it's important and I am not going to do it. Like I, I support that, right? Like that's, yeah. that's something that they should have, have the right to do. But I don't think that that's something that, that will be unilateral one way or another, right? Where either everyone plays or, or they don't. Um, there needs to be room for the people who want to play to play and those who don't to, to not play. Yeah. And, and, you know, how the NBA handles the players who choose not to play or, or, you know, or, or 
does something to appease those players to where playing is something that they can wrap their minds around a little bit more easily. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's on the league right now. That's, that's for the league to figure out. And because, you know, and this is where, while I, I disagree with, uh, you know, with, with kind of the, the, the end result of this thought process, the thought process itself and the conversation itself is going to lead to some progress here within the NBA itself too. So, you know, while it's easy to make fun of Kyrie flat earth Irving and, you know, while it's easy to, especially at a time where it looked like so much progress was being made towards playing basketball. I think that's really where a a huge amount of the ire came from, right? It was like, okay, sweet. We're making progress. We're going to get basketball back. We're going to be great. Okay. What the, you know? Right. And, And, and so, you know, while I, and, and I understand, I think that's a very natural response. Uh, but because there are players who are asking the executives and, and other players in the NBA to, Hey, like, let's, let's actually stop and think about this and, and figure out ways that we can really move this forward. Like that's that all that's going to do is benefit everybody involved. hundred percent. And this type of pushback, like Kyrie and Dwight and, and, Avery Bradley and like those guys are not the enemy. They're not wrong. No. There's not a bad guy here. That's There's why no... I didn't like ESPN's thing today. Like I didn't. It, it I felt didn't like see they it. were. I didn't see it. They well, they, it, like Stephen A. Smith compared them to rioters, rioters. Not really. Yeah, like it was. It was. He was. You know. I, I just. <laughs> I mean, what? Fuck, we're, we're already here. ESPN's a, a partner with the with the NBA. ESPN stands to Disney stands to make a shit ton of money if the NBA resumes, right? Not just by way of getting basketball back on the airwaves, but also because they're going to be holding this at a Disney facility. And it's hard not it's hard uh, to separate those facts from the approach that that was made. You know, remember Woj? He was like Kyrie Irving, the disruptor, right? And it's like, no, he, he, I don't think we need to paint Kyrie Irving as, as any kind of a villain here. I, I, not at all. I, I, I don't, I don't think we need to go there. And, and look, I was, I, I, I fired off a joke that Kyrie dropped in a, a Facebook makes you think meme in the NBA email thread. Right. And then just kind of walked away. Like it's a funny visual to me, but I don't, I don't think villainizing, any of these players who seem to legitimately care about something that is much bigger than them, us, all of us combined. Uh, that is not the kind of thing that, that, that I think anybody should be attacked for. And it's been kind of a bummer to see that go on today. Um, you know, at, at a time where we need, we need unification on this side of the issue, right? Like, like or, or if not, if it's not also unity, like, we need we need solidarity. <laughs> like and and also like not everyone needs to have a take on it, right? As we yes. we say this as we're having a take on it, but like we're in the back seat, man. Like this yeah. is not we're not we're not black. Like right. we shut up and listen for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And just because Kyrie has a different perspective than say LeBron has doesn't make Kyrie the villain, right? It doesn't make him self-serving. I like I disagree with his argument, and I think that. I think he might be the wrong leader for the right cause, if yes. that makes sense. I think uh-huh. that this message coming from someone else may 
may have more more power to it, but he's certainly not the only person, right? Like there were, we heard there were hundreds of, you know, there are a lot of people on these phone calls, a lot of players that at least want to listen. And the the push and pull of this is going to, the the end result is going to be a better version of a return, or at least that's how I think this will will happen. It'll be a, a better version of the of a return to play that is more. Uh, that that addresses more of what players' concerns are than just the that that initial like there needs to be pushback on this. This is uncharted territory. Figuring out how to do this not only with COVID but with the the issues you know with Black Lives Matter going on, uh, it, it is uncharted territory. And like, so how do you? There's no like determined. This is the way we should do this, and the way we figure that out when doing it for the first time in unprecedented circumstances is to listen to everybody and not just automatically go to like, oh, Kyrie's flat Earth guy, this and that, or LeBron, you know, only cares about winning a ring and doesn't care. Like, it, it, like some of the things have been so absurd, man. Like, yeah, like none of these guys deserve to be attacked for that and for for this, and we need to take a back seat to them and, and let them discuss this. Right. And, and not, and like, you know, be an ally rather than getting in the way or letting our more selfish inclinations take over. Damn it. I just want to see basketball. Today's show is brought to you in part by Blinkist. Let me tell you about one of the ultimate life hacks. It has been incredible to expand my mind uh, while basketball has been away and, you know, further my own uh, information, you know, informing the opinions that I share on this. You know, this this show has really evolved of late and we are talking about concerns and topics that we have never really covered before. And, you know, before I wanted to dive into any of that, uh, I wanted to inform myself as, uh, myself as best as possible. And, you know, while I studied some of this in college and, and obviously uh, have my own experiences to bring to the table, Blinkist has really helped in, in informing the history that has, has uh, played a role in getting us to this point. So go to Blinkist.com slash NBA to try it for free for seven days and then save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash NBA to start a free seven-day trial. And then on top of that, after that seven-day trial, you'll also save 25% off your subscription, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. Today's show is also brought to you in part by Rock Auto. Rock Auto is the best place that you can go to to find parts uh, without the giant markdown markups that you see everywhere else that you buy parts. Uh, if you enjoy working on your car yourself, you enjoy using your hands and, and, and getting your hands a little dirty, uh, Rock Auto is the website for you if you're going to work on your car. Head on over to rockauto.com and check out all of the incredible selection that they have regardless of your the your make and model of your car and even the year of your car uh it's incredibly easy to use 
it's a family-owned and operated uh, company, and they've been serving customers for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Uh, Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Dave McMenamin reported, you know, uh, just a pretty simple quote. There's no divide. One Lakers player told uh, ESPN um, still have some things to figure out as a league and as a team. Another Lakers player told ESPN uh, among the dissenting voices on the call that featured nearly 100 players were Lakers backup center Dwight Howard and starting shooting guard Avery Bradley. Uh, Brooklyn Nets guard Kyrie Irving was a driving influence on the call. The Lakers were initially concerned that Howard planned to sit out the rest of the season to focus on the social injustices facing black people in the United States based on the sentiments that he shared on the call and he and the subsequent statement he issued. Uh, Howard's agent, Charles Briscoe, told ESPN on Sunday that his client hasn't made a decision about playing basketball again this season uh, because basketball is the furthest thing from his mind at this moment. Uh, quote, the statement about social injustice, or the the statement was about social injustice and racism. Briscoe said, "Yet everybody is still talking about whether basketball should be played." He isn't saying that basketball shouldn't be. He's saying that you should not be taking attention away from what's going on in the country to talk about basketball. Basketball is just a sport at the end of the day, and what's going on with people dying in the streets—that's something real. That statement it had nothing to do with sports. It had everything to do with raci- racism and social injustice. Um, look, I, I, it, it needs to be pointed out here though, that, uh, the amount of progress that we want to make is so far away, right? Like getting to a point where, where we can legitimately say and not have any detractors when we say it, like. Think about how how ridiculous it is that when somebody says Black Lives Matter, there's a retort. Right. Like there's there's somebody who 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 in some way feels the need to disagree, and you know we aren't going to get to the point where those people don't feel that need to disagree in the next few months. So, like my question was always. All right. So if you if you are interested in not playing or not returning and you don't want the NBA to be a distraction, well, are you okay with the NBA not returning for years down the road? Because this is this is something and and the amount of uh the amount of progress that would need to be made for, you know, if you're if you're okay with the the NBA not resuming, um this is these are issues that are going to take years to fix right uh police like changing the 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 culture within police departments uh social and racial inequality we just saw over the weekend uh the trump administration took away uh the, the some uh they made it they made it so that uh lgbtq people can 
be discriminated against in in hospitals, right? They they took away a, a defense of that. Um, there was it was seen as controversial today that the Supreme Court ruled in favor of non discrimination laws against gay and trans uh, people in the workplace, right? That was that was seen in in swaths of this country as uh, as as <laughs> somehow controversial and you know given where we're at right now and yes like we have made progress to get to this point but given where we're at right now and apparently where you know Kyrie and 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 Howard and Avery Bradley want to be and other players too there were other players who who felt this way they're just the names that have been reported so far um i i i just i don't know if the nba can ever resume if the standard is we need to be where we need to get like we need to reach our destination. I don't, I don't know if we'll ever get basketball. No, it's it's not something that has a finish line, right? Like this yeah. is this is about recognizing the basic humanity in each other and in people that may not look like you and it may not come from the same background that you come from and still. Uh, still recognize it's such a low bar too it's that's why it's a powerful phrase even though there is a retort right like just like black lives matter they are significant they 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 have significance in this world they are not to be discarded um and that will be this is going to be an issue long after you and I are dead and gone, man. Yeah. Like this is going to be a continual, continual issue for humanity to address as we get closer and closer. Right. Like that's one thing about technology is that it's brought us closer together. Right. And there are Laker fans in the Philippines, in Mm -hmm. China and Japan and in all all over the world, man, that uh, we are now able to have conversations with each other and recognize each other's shared humanity in ways that we never could before. And I believe that the best way to do that is through, is through communication, right? This is, this is about changing minds and hearts just to recognize again, the, the experiences of others and that they are not like yours. Like one of the things that I, you know, is I've come to realize about, about racism and about this particular issue is that when you look like you and I, racism is something that we have the luxury of viewing it as a theoretical. It is something that we think about, but we do not live. Mm-hmm. And the when someone has gone through something and has lived it, it's worth listening. It's the same argument that's made like, why do we discount the the opinions of players when they talk about Kobe being, you know, one of the five baddest MFers of all time, right? Yeah. Like, oh, like, well, his VORP is this and that, right? And like, okay, like I get there are statistics, but like, there's also value in all of these players lining up to say that Kobe was a bad man. <laughs> the people with actual human experience yeah. in like playing against Kobe Bryant, it's a, it's a similar type argument, right? Like when, when, when black people explain their experiences with racism and the natural inclination is go, well, yeah, but bro, do you know who Gil Scott Heron is, Anthony? No. He's a great, one of the great American poets uh, and a musician, black man. Um, And he 
uh, he's the guy, you've heard the phrase, the revolution will not be televised, right? Yeah. And so he's the guy who came up with that, right? That's one of his, one of his songs. And he, his daughter had a white dude arguing with him, arguing with her about what that phrase meant. (laughs) And she's like, I'm his daughter. And, and Gil Scott Heron's because the, the, the white dude was like, yeah, well, you know, obviously the revolution is televised. It's on everyone's phone, this and that. Right. So that was wrong. And, you know, Gil Scott Heron's point was that change happens in each other, in, in people's minds yeah. and in places that you don't see where you look at something that you looked at before and you look at it in a different way and you go, huh, I didn't realize that because you didn't experience it. Yeah. Right. And that like, we just need to listen. Right. And, and that's what it, what it comes down to. And so I, I don't know, again, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent here, but the, this is not something that will end. Yeah. And so that doesn't mean we need to go. No. <laughs> and, and like, we're, we're not going to go back to our lives and forget that it exists, but we have to bring the realities of that into our lives of which sports is part of that. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've, we've been over this quite a bit, you know, where I come from and, and, you know, my family and friend history, uh, you know, I myself am, am half Mexican, but you know, you guys can hear me. I, I, I sound and, and look pretty white. Um, and, you know, I, I, I've had talks with my dad who my, my mom is, my mom's maiden name is Martinez. And then my dad's, uh, Irwin, you know? And so, we were talking over the weekend and we were, we were, we were kind of talking about the concept of privilege and, and, and like one of the things that's been interesting to listen to from, from his perspective is his kind of acknowledgement. Oh shit. That, that is, that is where some of my privilege comes into play here. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause it's something that it's something that hasn't really registered, you know, and it's not something that, that, Privileged people, like the, the privilege is the fact that you don't have to think about it, right? The, the, the it, privilege, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, it's, it's also some, just a quick thing to point out, is when you tell someone else you have privilege, it, it is almost, they take it often as an accusation. Yeah. Right? And it's not, it's, it's just a, it's, it's, it's a, a recognition. <laughs> yeah, it's not like, it's, it's not. like you, it doesn't make you a bad person. Yeah. It just makes you have an advantage in in this particular sense sorry to interrupt but yeah well so you know and and one of the things that's been interesting over the course of these protests across the country and and you know as white people got involved and were being brutalized by uh members of the police throughout the country as well white people were like oh we can that can happen to us too right and and right and so you know it's not theoretical anymore it isn't and and you know i i you know, it's, it's easy to joke about it. It's easy to chuckle, but, but like, that's, that's really a huge factor in a lot of this progress. Right. Uh, And so, you know, I I think, you know, to get back to the topic at hand, the fact that we're getting to a point where people with privilege acknowledge that privilege like that in and of itself is progress. And, you know, the, 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 the players that come to mind are the people who dealt with Grant Napier all these years, right? He was with the Kings for mm-hmm. 32 years and uh, Boogie knew he was a racist. Uh, Chris Weber came out and said he knew he was a racist. Matt Barnes uh, knew he was, was, was a racist. 
Um, and so you, you look at, you look at those players who had to work with him in, in some way, shape or form, but didn't feel able or, or empowered enough to be able to come out and say, Hey, I don't think this guy likes people like me. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the fact that we've gotten to a point where they can come out and say that, and that leads to Grant Napier, you know, either, either having to come to terms with that understanding of himself or stepping down. He chose to step down, you know, and, and so, you know, we've seen this progress get us to this point and that's without basketball being played. And I can kind of see why, you know, given the amount of progress that has been made over these last few weeks, while there hasn't been basketball, while there hasn't been sports, I can see why athletes, black athletes, especially are looking at this and saying, well, wait, why, why bring basketball back right now? If we have this fire going really well, right? Like if if we, if we, if we have this, if if everything is moving in the direction that we would like it to move, why are we introducing something that could potentially take away from that? I completely understand where that's coming from. Um, I, I would just, you know, my only thing is that just, I think it's more likely it's at least as likely that basketball coming back, sports coming back, if used in the right way, can actually aid that progress, can actually, you know, one of the things we just, we, we joked about it earlier, the media has seemed to move on since the riots have stopped, right? As these, these protests are still going on across the country, and you aren't hearing about them as much because they aren't as dramatic and the images aren't as, are as drastic as you might see on your TV set. Um, but you know, that's, that's the news cycle moving on to things that the people in charge of the news are going to think is, are going to garner and keep people's attention. And understanding that, like understanding me being somebody who is in the news or in media, knowing how this thing works. If you inject something new to the story, you can keep that story going. You can keep that at the forefront of people's minds. And so while I completely understand where Kyrie and Dwight are coming from, I also feel like basketball coming back could actually help keep this news cycle going and keep it fresh and, and keep it at the forefront of the people's minds who need to, to, to evolve. The people who's, who, who love basketball and love basketball players, have basketball players' jerseys, but don't acknowledge the, the privilege they have and the different experiences that they've had to, to, the, to various points of their life. If, if basketball comes back and those same athletes that we love and we root for and we want to, to, to give us some feel good by way of, of their athletic abilities, you know, if, if those athletes speak up and say, hey, guys, if you really care about us, here's this other thing that we all deeply care about. And, and, and if you can, if, if those athletes can be humanized to that point, that's, that's the point of all this. <laughs> that's what we're here for. Yeah, that's and the NBA needs to be a partner in yeah. that, right? Like they, rather than um you know resisting that they need to help the players. They need to help facilitate that for the players. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that, you know, these conversations are are going to bring about, you know. And you know, we last point on this. Um you compare this to how other leagues are handling things. Baseball is just good Lord baseball. 
what the fuck, man? (laughs) (laughs) They're so far gone that it's not even worth bringing them up. But, you know, right before we, we started recording a, uh, Mike Gundy, the coach of the Oklahoma uh, State football team, um, took a picture over the weekend wearing OAN on his shirt. And OAN has numerous segments where the Black Lives Matter movement is called just outright a farce. And one of his players uh, had a problem with it. And, you know, he called it out on Twitter and and made it known that this isn't something like he and, and some of his other teammates were considering boycotting. Right. You had you had all of this discussion that that came about because the player brought that up. And, you know, guess what we see after all that is going on? Uh, (laughs) The the player uh, Chubba Hubbard um, at Hubbard underscore uh, RMN, he records a video with him and Gundy in which Gundy never apologizes and and Hubbard apologizes for the tweet itself, right? And and like this 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 is like when people say like what does systemic racism look like? Why is why is why is this being why is so much being made of of this topic? And like this is what it looks like. You, you even look in the video, Gundy actually looks at Hubbard and and like points at him like all right dude your turn you gotta you gotta say your part here you know gundy spoke with some some you know uh empty words like oh we gotta we gotta consider change and change starts with me at the top and and but never like a, never he didn't even not you know what you get a lot of times in these situations you get people apologizing but no never really identifying what it is they're apologizing for he didn't even fucking apologize and then he threw to the player who he asked to apologize and and so you know i can see why athletes all over the country are looking at and be like oh so is that what this is going to look like if we resume basketball is that is that what is that going to be a version of this video here and i think like you said you hit it on uh, you hit the the nail on the head this is where the NBA has to step in and be partners with the players and make sure that the the NBA resuming doesn't look like whatever the fuck that video was. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That video made me so angry. It, it's, yeah. It's, it's, just, it's, I mean, college, the NBA is basically at the opposite end of, and certainly has its faults, yeah. but it is college football is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. From from this perspective is is pretty rough. And yeah, go uh I, I'm a Chubba Hubbard fan. Great name. And mm-hmm. uh good for him for standing up for himself. I know he got, you know, probably pressured to apologize, but I hope um I hope more kids like him have the, the courage to speak up the way that he did. Yep. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Lakers podcast. We are going to keep you know keep you guys informed as we get more uh, from the NBA on on what this is going to look like, what their efforts uh, socially are going to look like as well. Um, one more time, Pete, congratulations on on the incredible news. I, I I always feel like it sounds really condescending to say I'm really proud of you, but fuck it, I'm really proud of all of the work that you've put in to get here. It is so cool. You're a story of like what success looks like. So congratulations, bud. It's thank you every, to everybody for for the support. I know that sounds cliche, but like I am, I am, I have been built by our little world and community that we live in. Um, 
you guys have have put me in this place and it's a and it's not the end of the story right in some ways it's just the beginning of a a new chapter and i hope you know i i want to have a bill burtka-esque run with the lakers if it's within my power i would love to be here for 50 years man uh yeah i'm so excited well let's let's actually make sure we're all here for 50 years like let's get past (laughs) 2020 yeah yeah (laughs) a lot of time left (laughs) plan accordingly (laughs) have a great rest of your day everybody make somebody else's head on over to builtbar.com use promo code locked on save ten dollars off your first order there uh stay safe out there and we'll talk to you tomorrow